Welcome to the Next Cloud Podcast. Let's talk about digital sovereignty. Hi there. Welcome back to the Next Cloud Podcast. This time we talk about the desktop client. And with me today is Mathieu Gallian. Uh, and he is a tech lead of the desktop client team. Hi, Mathieu. Hello. Um, so, what do you do? Uh, with the Nextcloud client, desktop client? So uh, we are a team of four uh, person. Uh, we are, um, okay, we are maintaining it. We are responsible for uh, handling um, customer customer support. Uh, we develop new features. We try to engage as much as possible with the community. And we fix as many bugs as we can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are there so Hope many we bugs? we do a good job. <laughs> Are there so many bugs? No. No. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Is it, is it called Dex Desktop Client, Nextcloud Desktop Client? I'm not sure I read one or the other and I'm getting confused. Yeah, I, I checked on the website and it should be called Next Nextcloud Desktop Client. Okay, so the long I one. <laughs> the yeah. complete long one. Um, yeah. Okay, so Nextcloud Client could be anything, but the desktop one, I mean, I think most people are using it with Nextcloud, right? Or what do you think? Yeah, I, I guess... Uh, I already saw people reporting that they were trying to use it with other server, but uh, yeah, I guess it's designed to be used with the Nextcloud server. Okay. But uh, uh, compared to mobile clients, uh, it's not only about files, but we try to um, provide as much integration as we can with the server, not only limited to files. Okay. What does it mean? Uh, on Android, for example, there is a talk client and a files client. Yeah. Uh, for desktop, I guess it would be uh, uh, all in the same client. Okay. But the the next cloud desktop client is also yes. just for files or not? I mean, I just use it for files. <laughs> uh, yes, but we are trying to integrate uh, also uh, collaboration features and uh, other features that would make you more productive with it. Okay, okay. I haven't used that before. <laughs> I must say, for for me, it's just uh, for for synchronizing all the files I regularly use uh, on my desktop and and want to. Yeah, have a backup or share with the world. Yeah. So, so how does this client work? Is this connecting to the server via WebDAV or what does it do? Yeah, so first you will need to set up your account. So uh, it will try to guide you and it will just, you know, open your web browser and you will be able to log in to your server. And then the uh, file uh, syncing is done via WebDAV, for sure. But we also, for example, display uh, the activities feed. And this is done via the activity API that is separate from WebDAV. 
Okay. Okay. The, this activity API, is this uh, a Nextcloud thing or is this, uh, is it a, is it a standard? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. Okay. So. Okay. So the client is connecting to multiple APIs and to WebDev to, yes. uh, to sync the stuff, but as most of the, the server is, is PHP and uh, behind an Nginx and stuff like that. Uh, the, the desktop client is not in a web programming language. So uh, what programming language is used there? Yeah, uh, it's mostly using C++ code built on top of the Qt frameworks. Okay. But uh, we are also using a little bit of uh, JavaScript and QML code for the user interface. So QML and, uh, is also something which comes with Qt, right? Yes, it's uh, it's mostly looking like a JSON, mm -hmm. and uh, it makes, at least in my mind, uh, it makes it quite easy to uh, build your user interface. And I think it's lowering the barrier. Uh, I mean, it's making uh, okay, it's making it more easy to push some fancy user interface. Mm -hmm. And um, how is the user interface uh, received by by the users? Is they they are happy, or do they often tell you, okay, this button should be there, and uh, <laughs> please do this or that? I'm not sure. I'm seeing a lot of feedback on this, but I guess uh, most people just have it running mm -hmm. in, uh, the, in background. the background. Mm -hmm. And not often click on it. And I mean, once it is set up, probably they've almost forgot about it. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, sometimes it pops up again and say you have to re-authenticate. I think. How often is this needed? Is this is this a server thing or is a client just telling? I don't know. Every thirty days, please, <laughs> please lock me in again. Uh, I, I, I'm not so sure. Maybe it's uh, it should not happen, but yeah, maybe uh, it's because you're. Uh, it, I mean, it's using an uh, a token uh, specific mm -hmm. for your application yeah. to authenticate, and maybe this token has been invalidated by the server, and so it will uh, yeah, ask yeah. you to authenticate again to get a new working one. Yeah, that's possible. W w so you're programming in C++ with Qt, which, which IDE are you using? Are you using the same in the team or is everybody free to use whatever he or she wants? Okay, everybody is free to use whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm using, personally, I'm using Qt Creator mm -hmm. uh, and I used to... Uh, program with Qt Creator, even uh, pure C++ uh, without uh, using any Qt API. So I find it uh, being a good match for me, but I guess I have one colleague that is using Emacs, so <laughs> <laughs> quite okay. a different tool. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> hmm. uh, I would have guessed that someone is, I don't know, using Visual Studio Code or something like that, but Emacs, okay. Hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so and this cute thing is also the reason why it 
looks nearly the same on on Linux and Windows and macOS, right? So if I install it on my Linux machine or on on the Windows machine, it yeah, it looks nearly the same. Yeah. So for the, I mean, there there are two parts. There's this uh, pop up that you can get from your Sistre. Uh, so this one we would like to have it. Uh, very similar on all platforms because it's just you know showing some stuff in a fancy user interface and we can uh, use our own color and some and our our logos and so on mm -hmm. and then you have uh, for example this share dialogue this one should uh, look very integrated with your platform so maybe we have to do more work to get it uh, uh, native on all platforms that uh, I mean that it is a perfect match for all different platforms, but this one could be a bit different if you are running on a Mac or if you are running, uh, I don't know, this GNOME desktop, for example. It should, you know, show uh, na as native, so with native style and stuff like that. And there's also the integration in, for instance, GNOME or uh, KDE yes. or, or, or Windows, so that the sharing dialogue this this is every every this is a plugin for each distro and each uh, system or how is this done i mean uh, obviously there are other rps for all the the different systems no we we mostly rely on the ability of the cut frameworks to mostly look native everywhere okay. and uh, we also have some some small uh, code that is specific to each platform mm -hmm. But uh, it's uh, compiled on demand. I mean, if we compile for macOS, we will also compile some uh, code that is purely specific to improve the integration. So you just said compile. So how do you do releases? I don't know. How often do you do releases? And how are they built? Yeah, so we do uh, a release each month, uh, unless we want to... Uh, be uh, quicker because we have a critical bug yeah. to fix. Mm -hmm. But we are supposed to be doing a release each month. And uh, every four months, we do a feature release. And the other releases are purely a bug fix release. Okay. And so uh, our code is hosted on GitHub, but we have an internal uh, build uh, system that will take the release from GitHub and that will uh, produce the binaries for uh, macOS, for Windows, and for Linux desktop. So they're automatically built. We just have to trigger the release and they will get built. Okay, and is this and something self-written or is this, I don't know, Jenkins or or <laughs> what do you use there? Uh, yeah, it's mostly uh, home-built. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the need, uh, yeah. And we use this uh, same uh, software to also build other clients, mm -hmm. like this Android or iOS client. Ah, okay, okay. So, so we share. I mean, we share the same uh, computers to do all this. Mm. So it's the same pipeline then. Yep. Okay. Um, one of the coolest feature from the last couple of months is um, maybe the the virtual files. Uh, yes. I don't know, plugin feature. Uh, um, how does this feature work? So uh, we have um, 
this time we really have plugins. Plugins. So, yeah, so we have plugin uh, for um, one a native API from Windows that is a uh, cloud file API, CF API. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have a proper integration with this uh, feature from uh, Windows. And we have also some uh, experimental, not ready for day-to-day -day usage, uh, virtual files plugin that can be used on other platforms. But this one is, I mean, you have to manually edit the configuration file and so on. So currently, we mostly only support Windows. And there, um, I mean, you can, so you can create your sync folder and you configure it. And then uh, you have the, I mean, the, your files will be downloaded on demand. So whenever some of your uh, software is trying to uh, access the content of the file, it will be uh, implicitly downloaded. And so you, if it's a big one, you will get some uh, dialogue with a progress bar showing you uh, where you are. And then uh, if you want to uh, free some space, um, Windows uh, should do it on its own, oh, okay. or you can do it, or you can do it manually. Mm -hmm. And I don't uh, lose any files. So if I, uh, yeah, <laughs> delete the file, so on on the cloud uh, on on my desktop, it's not deleted in the cloud. Yeah, because it's not really deleted. It's just that you remove the content, mm -hmm. but you still have the file there. Mm -hmm. And if you try to access it again, it will get downloaded again. Okay. But this this is a solution, so it's not a hybrid format. I can't choose. Some files are on my disk and other are just in the cloud. So it's always uh, always this virtual file system. That yeah, I mean, you uh, previously, uh, you would have to uh, select mm -hmm. uh, which folders yeah. you want. And it would not be very flexible. So with these virtual files, you get your whole sync folder. And but it's not using space on your disk. It's purely, I mean, placeholders. And you see the whole content of your sync folder. And when you try to access, you will get the data. Okay, if it's a big file and you have low bandwidth, it will take some time. But you can access all of your files in a very smooth way. And you can also say that, uh, for example, if you plan to work offline, mm -hmm. you can also say, okay, I want those files to be always there. So they will be always there, like okay. with a classical sync folder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be my next question. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I know I, I'm on a business trip or, or I don't know, holiday trip uh, and uh, yeah, not have no internet connection or no good one at least. So it's possible to select files to say they are always on my computer and they stay there no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And the difference is that uh, if you uh, just accessed the file, it will get downloaded. But then uh, if Windows needs some space, it can also uh, free the space. Mm -hmm. And if you explicitly say you want that file to be always there, it will be always there. And uh, Windows will not uh, get back the space used by your file. Okay. So this is a feature which is 
now productive just on Windows and on Linux and, and Mac OS. You have other plugins. They work a little bit different. So there is uh, no API you could connect to. What what do you do there? Uh, uh, so for the Linux desktop, uh, we currently don't have a native API that we could uh, use. So uh, we we would like, but this will take some time because we need to, you know, come with an API. It should be implemented by uh, a, a sync a client or... like the next next cloud one, and it should be also implemented by the different desktop. And th there is one on uh, macOS, uh, but it will uh, require quite some work to uh, implement. And uh, yeah, our plan was to maybe uh, find a, a third way to build something that could work on Linux and macOS, uh, but that would be uh, flexible enough to provide good integration on both platforms. But I could use it already as a preview. I need to edit, I don't know, a uh, uh, Nextcloud yes, uh, config file or something like that, right? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a way to uh, enable it. You have, yeah, to edit this config file with a text editor. So it's quite, I mean, it's not easy to discover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also. <laughs> I, I, think I, I don't know. I, I had to read a blog post and, and the next cloud forum to even uh, yeah. see that this is <laughs> possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact is that it's not, it's not. Uh, it's not really stable, and there are okay. things that are not working. So, and it's yeah. So you wouldn't just less suggest, reliable. You wouldn't just yeah. suggest to use it right now. I mean, if somebody wants to uh, use it, it should be prepared that there might be something that are broken. Yeah, but I think but there is, we, is a dialogue saying that if I enable it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mm. Yes, but. Uh, I mean, at the same time, we we would really uh, like to stabilize that code. So it's just that we put, not, uh, I mean, we have more urgent stuff to do. So <laughs> we very much welcome uh, motivated people uh, to work on this and we will make sure to, you know, engage with them and help them to integrate their work. Yeah. So, so how can I help? Test this uh, feature, and and where do we do bug reports? Do you have a bug tracker, or is this post just on GitHub, or how do I help you <laughs> with this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's all on GitHub. Um, the, I mean, okay, you you could uh, engage with the, with our uh, within our forum, mm -hmm. but. It's not the best way, you know, to track uh, software defect and to track software contributions. So, yeah, it should all go into GitHub and GitHub issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to, um, yeah, so if you want to contribute uh, in the way of some uh, code lines, uh, yeah, that should all go to GitHub. If you want to contribute um, a feature, uh, Feature suggestions or bug, it should go to GitHub. And uh, for translations, it's handled by Transiflex, if I remember correctly. Okay. And and we get uh, quite some translators uh, helping us, and that is really nice. Okay, so if I have a bug, 
for instance, in, in the virtual files, uh, then I go to GitHub, do an yes. issue. But what's when I like to chat with you? I don't know. I, I have an idea, but I don't know how to implement it. And uh, I don't know. I'm new to, to the next cloud world, to the next cloud client world. Maybe have a little bit of C++ knowledge, but not not so much. Uh, where can I engage you? Do you have a chat or a yes. call every <laughs> two months or something like that? Uh, we, we have a chat. In fact, we have two different ones. Uh, we have a, a public desktop uh, dedicated uh, talk channel uh -huh. on uh, cloudnextcloud.com. And uh, from my understanding, uh, it's quite easy to uh, create an account for somebody and uh, have him engage with us. Okay. And there's also a, a more general community uh, talk channel on our cloud. And uh, we are all there. So uh, if you already have an account there, because you already you are already working with Nextcloud, you can just ping us and we will make sure to reply. Okay, but there is no weekly or bi-weekly meeting to a fix where you all together and talk about the newest uh, developments you're trying to achieve or something like that. Uh, or just, no, it, no, 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 not, no, no. If, not really. if it's just internal. So I guess sometimes you will call each other and talk about stuff, but that's just an internal call yeah we have uh, regularly a design call that is public and yeah. that will be uh, dedicated to the desktop client okay. so if you want to contribute on the design ideas you can join this call uh, the schedule is public so i cannot say how when will be the next one but uh, that information is should be easy to find. And I guess there is maybe a call each two months or something like that, but I don't remember the exact schedule. Okay, if it is uh, somewhere public and maybe we could provide the link. Um, so the virtual files feature, as I said, is, is really interesting. Um, do we have a lot of feedback for this one? So are there a lot of people saying, wow, this, this is the coolest thing ever? And it's working well or nah, it's a good idea, but it's so buggy. I'm not using it anymore. Or how was the reception? Uh, I guess people were eager to use it. So we got a lot of feedback okay. when it, it was in the first release. Yeah. Okay. Most of the feedback was bug report at the beginning. So we worked hard to address uh, all of this. And then uh, I remember that we got some uh, people engaging on the forum and saying, oh, nice, this release is working very well, thanks. So it was really nice to get also positive feedback in the end. And thanks for the testers. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool for us because we could not test, uh, you know, every corner cases. Yeah. And it was really cool to see so many people trying to use it and... And then in the end, getting positive feedback on, oh, yeah, it's working very well for us now. Thanks. Okay, cool. So if you're listening now and you have never tried it before, uh, at least on Windows, it's it's stable. And because of the uh, 
maybe tremendous feedback it's it's stable now and <laughs> 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 uh, other cool feature i read about was the end-to-end uh, -end encryption uh with the client is how does this work do i need uh, a special next cloud for that or how do what do i do so the first thing is that you have to install the end-to-end -end encryption application on your server. Yeah. Maybe you already have it or not, but you have to install this application and then the feature will be available for the desktop client. And then it will, uh, yeah, so then it will prompt to you with a, a, a list of words that you have to memorize. It's a mnemonic and you will need it to set up other devices. Okay. So instead of remembering a password, it's a, it's a phrase, it's a list of words, so it should be more easy to remember. And you have to use this not on your first client, but if you want to set up, for example, your client on another machine connected to the same account, then you will need it. Okay, so I have to activate it on the server side, but yes. there is not the the sentence, the words. They are when I first tried to connect with the desktop client, then it recognized okay, there's the end-to-end -end encryption activated. Yeah, and it will it will uh, you know generate your private keys, mm -hmm. encrypt it, and send it encrypted to the server. Mm -hmm. So the server cannot uh, can never know your private key and your files content. But to encrypt your keys, they, then you need something. You need a password or something like that. And yeah. there, okay, this you have to keep it safe because if you want to set up another device to connect to the same account, you will need it again. Okay, so this client can also generate the same uh, the same uh, encryption, so that it can also connect then to the server. Yeah, yeah, but you need a secret yeah. and you okay. need to keep it safe. But it will never send to the server, so the server can never uh, decrypt anything. So your data will be safe, even if the server is compromised or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So if the server get hacked, uh, then they have just garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they can't read it. And also the administrator can't read it, right? So my my files are also private and uh, an admin on the server can't see what i'm doing yeah yeah you cannot even see the file names so ah, okay. yeah okay and uh then when once i mean once your client uh tell you that okay it has set up end-to-end uh, -end encryption then uh, the next step is to uh, create an empty folder that you will uh, then set as encrypted folder. Mm -hmm. And then that is the last step you have to explicitly do. Then any files or folders you put inside it will be transparently encrypted. Okay, so I could have encrypted files and folders and non-encrypted ones at the same time? Yeah, yeah it's, it's separate folders in your sync. Uh, folder. Okay. 
So you, you could create, for example, an E2E uh, folder mm -hmm. and you set it as encrypted. Mm -hmm. And then it will transparently uh, encrypt any files you put in it. And could I still share end-to-end -end encrypted files or this is not possible? I, I would uh, imagine. <laughs> not yet at the moment. Okay. So mm -hmm. that is on our roadmap. But I mean, I should even not tell this because it's not, yeah, I mean, we have not yet started. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe <laughs> uh, <Don't. laughs> next year or uh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Another big announcement you made, uh, I don't know, also one, two months ago, um, was that the client now is not pulling that often the server and is therefore decreasing the load on the server by nearly 90%. How was this done? Uh, I, yeah, there, there are maybe two different features, but uh, the one that was uh, announced the last, it was about uh, speeding the upload of many files. So, and we have also some uh, older stuff that was about um, Yeah, decreasing the load on the server by not pulling, but having yeah. the server uh, notify your client that something changed and that a new sync is needed. So this one is already in the desktop. I mean, is already in the released versions. And you have to set up uh, a specific app on your server with some specific software that will... Uh, instantaneously uh, notify your client that something changed and so your client no longer need to regularly pull the mm -hmm. server so if you if your files uh, change not that often you will save a lot of loads on your server because your client will just not send uh, so many requests to know if something changed or not But this is also something an admin of the next cloud um, have to activate on the server. Yes, uh, there is an app that you have to install, and then you have uh, uh, you have an, a software to configure properly. You need to, you know, set up this uh, HTTPS certificate and so on. Mm -hmm. So it requires quite some uh, work to properly set up it. Okay, so it's not uh, at the moment active by default, and uh, I have to check how this uh, how this is done. But you've said there are maybe two features. What is the other one? Yeah, the, the other one was to speed the upload of many files, especially many small files. Okay. Ah. So, for example, you want to archive one of your project, yeah. and suddenly you need to upload... Uh, a few a few thousand files yeah and this uh, is also speed up okay yeah okay i don't know whether you or you just said okay something uh, you're working on but you never started uh, but are there any plans for for the next month or for the next year you could already tell us about is there new i don't know new leap uh, uh for the next cloud client or they think okay the last <laughs> couple of months were so intense we just need to fix all the bugs and and see that it's uh, working smoothly for for the next month yeah 
I'm not sure how much details are uh, public and can be shared, but uh, at least uh, I'm pretty sure that I can say that we are trying to improve the collaboration features that are provided by the desktop client. And uh, we also uh, we are also putting some energy to improve uh, our process and to increase quality, so improving stability, reliability, but also making it maybe a bit easier for external contributors to contribute because they will uh, they will have some uh, you know automated checking uh, done when they open your their pull request and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, one, one nice thing is that we managed to push uh, this end-to-end -end encryption support and uh, this uh, virtual files feature. And now we are trying to push uh, smaller features, but also to have more feature, more new features uh, in each release. Okay. So more features, but smaller ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the big ones uh, were this year and the next will be smaller, but there will many features, little features to come. Okay, so hopefully some of our listeners um, will try to engage with you. As I said, maybe there will be more, I don't know, code coverage, automatic testing. So if uh, someone uh, wants to join, help out there or if he or she has a feature um, or request, um, maybe try to help uh, develop it. Would be nice. Good. Thank you, Mathieu, that you explained to us how the desktop, uh, the next cloud desktop client, <laughs> I hope this was <laughs> the right <laughs> thing worked. Yes. Uh, and yeah, what, what you are trying to do at the moment, what are the developments and um, how people can engage with you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot, you too.